Folks, uh, as I said in previous podcast, uh, the Muslims, particularly non-Arabs, under the garb of religion, are the most unfortunate people on this planet Earth. And this had been done by corrupt and the second-class interpass uh, military generals of Pakistan. Uh, they use religion to empower themselves, to harass civilian government, and do not allow any democratic system or fairness in the society. When the British came to India, they established uh, a great way of governing as well as living. We never saw any British government building churches or building uh, big girjas for their Christian community or for the converts. As a matter of fact, the freedom of faith in Indian uh, in India established by British from the time of eternity. There is no historical fact that India ever had fairness as far as the religion is concerned. We see uh, different faiths dominating India from Buddhist, from Hindu to Buddhist, then Buddhist to Hindus, from Hindus to Muslims and whatnot. Uh, this happened throughout known Indian history of over 10,000 years. But because if you look into the details, how the British nation evolved, it looks like the real miracle in this world. From a very mere few millions Britishers by the joint effort of other uh, communities in UK, particularly Scottish, they established a state uh, which was hardly eight or nine million inhabitants. And they fought the war of reason, what I call it, from uh, 12th century to 17th century in the spirit of Magna Carta, which is the only document in uh, at that time or even th- hundreds of years after that that provided the guarantee to fairness to common person and the fair share of power between a common person which were definitely in majority between clergies, the mullahs and the powerfuls. Uh, the Magna Carta is no doubt the best document ever written on this planet Earth, better than any holy book, which is totally meaningless when it comes to the right of the common person. Every holy book is about the right of the corrupt, powerfuls, and the mullahs. In the spirit of Magna Carta, these British they established a system of rule of law, system of governing where they established a political party uh, named Congress and a court which was totally independent and there are hundreds of attestations uh, 
that when a crime was done either by British or an Indian man, the justice prevailed in every case. There was no prejudice, there was no uh, support or special treatment. There may be some instances of arrogance because the Britishers were very nationalistic people and the way the British nation was established was the way they had proudness in their blood and discipline in their blood and the sense of sacrifice and intelligence in their blood. That is why a mere nine million nation expanded its wings to half the known world in just about 100 years. And the sun never went down in British Empire. It was so huge. 13 million square miles of land was under their control. But wherever they went, they did not make mosques. You can call them colonists, plunderers, attackers. I mean, I won't call them plunderers because they never took anybody's daughter to their bedroom or anybody's material or camel or goats as Arabs used to do during their expansionism. But they provided the same rule of law which they had in British. They established a great administration, discipline, independent, independent judiciary as I said, and on top of that they had freedom of faith. It is a known fact that Islam expanded in India during British time than any time ever before because of the fairness and freedom of faith. We have uh, the great Qadiani sect also coming up in the same time. We had Burelvi sect getting stronger and spread all over India during that time and whatnot. So when the British left India, the only the India kept that ideology and they tried to do their best with all the mishaps and all the issues and problems they had related to faith and sect and whatnot. But the Indian constitution written by a Dalit, a lower class Indian, guaranteed that everybody is treated equal. The country has secularism which allows every faith to prosper or live according to their wishes and advices. There was no discrimination. The merit was the prime principle of the government. Whether it is bureaucracy, whether it is police, or whether it is general administration. They kept that promise and they kept prospering. After Cold War ended, India and its progress ballooned like anything. When the Cold War ended, Pakistan went into shit of Islam, thanks to Zawal Haq, who forced 
stupid Islamic laws and thereby self-destructed the country from within. The atom bomb or nuclear capability started by Bhutto was, was though achieved through Chinese help, but the progress was bismal. The education and the right of a common person was zero, zip, nada, wherever, when, but the India, which uh, British left, kept the same promise, more or less, education was number one priority, and that created great intellectuals, educators, uh, scientists, technocrats, even when IT came, they created the great programmers and IT experts, and they exported them to all over the world. And today, Indian export on IT is almost $200 billion. This is what happened when you follow secularism as against Pakistan, which went into the shit of Islam and religion, and people, as I said last time, are being taught that mirage happened and Muhammad went to his skies on a horse and uh, uh, donkey mixed animal. Even to the higher education, I mean the people who are learning science, the people who are learning astronomy, the people who are learning engineering, everybody knows that you need hundreds and thousands of horsepower in a machine to go even above the sky. But thanks to the stupid interpass who claimed Pakistan was created for Islam, an absolute baloney claim, they forced the nation to go into darkness, go back into cave edge and go back in 7th century, where killing was rampant, sexism was rampant, racism was rampant. There was not even single act of kindness done by anybody in 7th century. But they put all of them on a pedestal and they said, oh no, you cannot say that. Even you cannot make a sign to, to dename them or put bad name to them. And if you do so, we'll put blasphemy law and you'll be put to jail. And this is what has happened. Thousands of people are in jail in this stupid blasphemy laws. Over 1,500 have been killed in the last 40 years since we had this stupid blasphemy laws, kisas laws, and this law and that law in the name of Islam. Because basically Islam is for lawless society. Islam is not for civilized society. That is why when Khalid bin Walid, he raped the wife of a man, he killed in the morning. He was not punished. After many years, he was only demoted, not hanged or beheaded, which was the journal punishment for rape at that time. But as I said, uh, the religion and most of the religion, Islam in particular, 
the common men have no right. The British and the Europe, they struggled from 1200 years to 1700 years to equally distribute the right to common men, to clergies and to powerful and then prospered as a nation and almost conquered the whole world. And by conquering I mean they went there and they established a great system of governing, a great system of uh, rule of law, a great system of fairness to everybody and the most of all the freedom of faith. Today we see no freedom of faith in Muslim world. I mean one guy converted to Christianity in Afghanistan and the whole country rose against them on the behest of mullahs over there. If one conversion happens in Pakistan from Islam to Hinduism or Christianism, the whole country will be on fire. This is the kind of mentality Islam creates. Inhuman and insecure, stupid and barbaric. You won't see any humanity in Islamic societies. And the people who work under those societies in the name of humanity, they are hated, like Sataridi and many other philanthropists. And these mullahs, they curse them every day. Even when Edi died and government tried to uh, tell the world that we are pretty secular, which they are not, they give him a state funeral and all the big mullahs were shouting on it. And this one bastard of the Tariq al-Labbay Pakistan, he said, this guy, he raised 15,000 uh, haramis, illegal kids. Like as if this a great act of humanity was actually a, actually a sin for a Muslim. But as far as I know, Idi probably was the best person after Gandhi in this subcontinent. And if Pakistanis had followed these great practices, instead of following these 7th century barbarians, we probably will be in better shape. If we had given the faith, the freedom of faith, and let Muslims change to Christianity and other faiths, while we convert them every day, there will be a sense of fairness. There will be a sense of mental strength in the nation that we can do what we want to do. That when we, when adult, can follow any faith, whether it is Hinduism, Christianity, or whatever you name it. That is the fundamental right. And Pakistan is a signatory to UN Charter. But unfortunately, they follow no freedom of faith. That is why we have all these bigots, all these corrupts, and all these bloodsuckers in the country no rule of law and might is right is the basis of Pakistani laws. 
like we had one uh, raid uh, nab did to f- at a home of a commissioner of a, of a s- s- not only in the whole city I mean a part of the city and they recovered uh, kilos of uh, gold bars and currencies which they had to count on machine and thousands and thousands of jewelry because the powerful the corrupt they think they are above the law and they nobody can touch them something like this could have never happened in british time it was impossible that you have a property beyond your means and you can get away with that in those times the bribes were hidden not even when the bribe takers own house it was given to cousins and some uncles to keep in the lockers because definitely they were not able to deposit that money in the bank and they were always scared but since bhutto came and the corruption became rampant in pakistan the corrupts they openly claim oh i have two bungalows in islamabad i have one bungalow in lahore and he is a government officer either a custom or a bureaucrat or a judge the country has become so much unlawful as a whole that even if we want to correct it today it will take at least four or five generations to bring some common sense to the nation but because the gsq gang was only interested in making defense colonies by hooker group the others followed their line and used corruption to enrich themselves and thereby destroy the basic requirement in a country discipline honesty and the rule of law law has become a joke in pakistan if we ask british uh, government to take over pakistan today they will have to probably jail half of them right away as soon as they land in pakistan because the corruption is so rampant the income above means is so rampant nobody pays taxes particularly the business community the ismailis the awakhanis the miyas of punjab and the chaudhrys of punjab they pay hardly 10% of what they are supposed to pay that is why the country is in absolute turmoil and a begging ball career they will never be able to break their begging ball they always look for foreign aid they always look for chances where the military can make money and they think that just by giving some crumbs to the civilians it should be fine and country should be okay time is coming when the country will be in absolute disaster 
there is no chance or sign that Pakistan can ever progress and be in a position to self-sustain itself for how long the world will be helping the, this stupid country to survive and stay afloat. Only because we chose religion over the advice of Kadiyas, who very clearly said the government will be democratic and secular. The military never allowed democracy and never allowed secularism. That is why we are in deep shit. That is why our engineers and doctors have to accept the stupidity of mirage that it happened physically and then God wanted Muslims to pray 50 times and Muhammad had to go back and forth back and forth back and forth to tell to accept five prayers a day really I mean which religion actually asks his followers to pray even five times because five times is totally unpractical it is an absurd and stupid ritual which has no meaning you don't get any common sense out of this repetition of some Arabic mantra a meaningless mantra which only helps mullahs to make money and destroys 30% of the national main hours Would we ever see any common sense in this country where we can ever see the time when Pakistan became independent, free from British laws, not free, but at least free from white-skinned Britishers who were a blessing in the country. I mean, wherever they were, there is no civil, single act of lawlessness or unfair treatment blamed on them. That is why the Punjab and NWFP, they accepted white uh, people as their leaders. The Punjabis, they brought a big procession in Lahore and put them on their shoulders to bring this Khan Bahadur means the white administrators. Same was the case in Peshawar where the Pathans were carrying uh, Britishers on their shoulders. And then we hear these stupid mullahs claiming that oh, the Pathan can never surrender. Oh, the Punjabis are so strong and powerful. <coughs> Absolute bullshit. They are only strong, stupid and powerful for their own countrymen. Punjab, when British left, was in great shape. They brought railway to Lahore within 10 years when it came to you in UK. They were so quick to bring the technology to India. The buildings which British made, there is still called marvels were still not been able to even create similar buildings 
or similar way of administration or discipline. Everything we they left has been totally destroyed by this shit of religion and the control of these stupid mullahs who day and night bark about 7th century Hamare Nabi or Tumare Nabi or Ye Sahaba or Wo Sahaba without telling the people that when Muhammad died there were supposedly 10,000 Sahabas and only 11 came. I have said time and again by telling lies about Muhammad because Muhammad was not for Pakistanis. He was Muhammad al-Arabi. That's what every Arabi calls them. But the Sufi mullahs and Shia mullahs and then other gangs, they created a fake Muhammad just to fool the people and say, Oh, Muhammad was so nice. Muhammad was so kind. Muhammad was so honest. Absolute bullshit. We have more honest people in India when Muhammad was preaching in uh, Mecca. We had philosophers. We had great minds in India. While this illiterate so-called prophet was having fun time in Mecca. I mean, from in Medina. In Mecca, he was under the control of Khatija and was pretty nice person. But in Medina, all hell broke loose. He, he, all day, he was only having sex with women, 11 wives, over 60, 70 slaves. And anybody he see, he will have sex. And then got a special ayah in Quran that God understands your problem and you have unlimited wives. There is no limit on you, while the other Muslims can only have four. Really? I mean, such a guy who was supposed to be prophet and a nice one and nice to woman will exploit woman so much, will break his promises to the same woman he called mother of all followers. The problem is that in Pakistan, nobody can tell the truth. Nobody can even narrate the Hadith of that time or history. Hadith was written 300 years after and is all made up. And the only fact that when Muhammad died, he was dished, he was not even mentioned by any of the four caliphs. They only were giving reference to Quran, which they forced Muhammad to bring. Because they will ask him about this, about this punishment, and he will say, okay, God says this is fine, beating slave is fine, beating wife is fine, killing and beheading opponents is fine, killing and expelling Jews is fine. Really? I mean, this is what you call Rahmatulil Alameen? Or this is the God who is the God of everybody? On top of that, as I've said many times, Mecca is absolutely fake. Abraham never came. You can check in Jew, with Jewish, you can check Torah, you can check Bible. There was no way Abraham could have come to Mecca, which is 900 miles. 900 miles on those days will take months to come. 
and if Muhammad, if Abraham had to build a mosque, he will build the mosque in Palestine, the place Canaan, which he said is the promised land, and God promised promised me this land. Why would you go to nine hundred miles to a place which was not even known at his time? The first description of Mecca is of in two hundred eighty. By a European traveler, and he mentioned that the Christian Yemeni Christian tribe was living in that place. I mean, reading history, learning the fact is what Muslims, particularly Pakistanis, need to know, because if they don't know their history, they will still keep licking Arab behind and lose everything they have. Think about it, folks. God bless you.